Welcome back to episode 138 of the Draft FC podcast. Welcome back to the Draft FC podcast, the podcast and website dedicated to all things official Draft FPL. My name is Mitch and I'm your host for another Game Week preview, this time looking ahead to Game Week 2. Now, similar to last week, it's still so early to read into any possible trends. And while I will still do some individual player picks, I think a little bit more general chat um, around some injury concerns and other positions is still very much needed. And if you'll indulge me, I will do a little bit of that today. So I'll be covering the injuries to Timber, Mings and De Bruyne, going through some of the goalkeeping changes that have occurred and then picking out a few players to target on the waivers ahead of game week two. So let's get into it. Now on waiver watch, not much to say this week. Obviously very few mistakes made on draft day as there were very few waivers generally around the leagues. Rico Lewis was the most brought in last minute addition with 5% of leagues having him mopped up in free agency when the late team news came to light. Otherwise, there isn't much to sink our teeth into this week. Glancing at the waivers for game week two, we could have to look to some alternative teams for clean sheets this week. Uh, An interesting match on Friday night between Forest and Sheffield United. Fulham hosting Brentford on Saturday is also an interesting one. Liverpool at home to Bournemouth should be a good win for them. And Arsenal away to Palace on Monday night football should also be a decent result there for Arsenal. Elsewhere, I can see lots of goals. Wolves and Brighton, Spurs and United, City and Newcastle, uh, Villa and Everton, and West Ham and Chelsea. So if you can pluck some clean sheets out of there, good on you. So let's chat about some of those big injuries, Um, starting with Urien Timber. Uh, News today that, uh, well, confirmed news today that he's, he's damaged his ACL and will have to undergo treatment for that really unfortunate way for him to begin his Premier League career so unfortunately he is a certain drop in any league size pretty much going to be out for the entire season I think we'll be very fortunate to see him again before game week 38 and bad luck if you drafted him another ACL was Tyro Mings again really sad and seeing how distraught he was on the pitch was uh, was hard to see again a definite drop if you picked him up in the draft And then De Bruyne, his hamstring, uh, a re-injury, might be underselling it. And Pep's comments indicated he could be out until the start of 2024. If he requires a surgical repair, which is what it sounds like they're talking about, then that sounds about right. And if anything, maybe slightly optimistic. It's trying to juggle the fact he is an elite sportsman, which improves his recovery time with the fact this isn't the first time it's been injured. But I think uh, based on the limited information we've had, January sounds about right before we see him again. This means he's going to miss a minimum of 20 Premier League games. Likely could be a few more than that. So let's do the maths. Assuming De Bruyne has a perfect season in top form, we'd be glad to get 250 points. Now, there are 37 games left and he's likely to miss 20 of them. This means on average, the best tally we might expect um, come the end of the season is around 110 points. Now, is 110 points from game week 21 onwards worth holding on your bench for the majority of you listening the answer would be no if you listen to my value-based drafting episode a few weeks ago we can apply a similar logic here how much better is that score than a player you might be able to just pluck out the waivers and even more realistic how much more value could you find by just rotating decent midfielders in and out of that spot based on form and fixtures 
the answer on the whole is probably a lot more. So unless you're in a 14, 15 or even 16 team league and also having the luxury of carrying no other injuries, he has to be a drop, unfortunately. Obviously, it's a massive blow to what probably would have been your first round pick and you're going to have to now be a master wheeler dealer to find the points elsewhere to keep your season on track. But that's exactly what you've got Draft FC for. That's exactly why you're listening and why you're no doubt signed up to our marvellous website. So let's get into the main picks. Let's have a quick recap on the goalkeepers because I feel so much changed even since I did my pre-draft goalkeeper podcast just a couple of weeks ago. Um, So yeah, just indulge me a bit of general chat here. Now, if you're lucky enough to have two safe starting keepers, you can probably skip the next minute or so. But I know from a lot of the questions I've been getting and also from a lot of the drafts I was looking over pre-game week one, I'm reasonably sure that a number of you listening will have one or maybe even both of your goalkeepers now at risk of not really playing much. So let's look at a few individual club um, situations. Arsenal, Ramsdale would have been considered a safe number one before they signed Rea. This situation strikes me as a very good opportunity to handcuff if you have the opportunity if you have the chance, I'm not sure how um, how that one's going to play out, but I can't see Rea not getting a go at some point in the next couple of months, given his given his stock and um, you know potentially a better fit in terms of the system they want to have there playing out from the back. So, so yeah, you probably end up having to trade, um, but may not be say the worst one to handcuff this season. Uh, then Brighton still started game week one as many predicted. I'm still quite keen on Verbruggen to be the main man for the majority and I think it's only a matter of time before he's given a go so I wouldn't go chucking him away just yet. Um, At Chelsea, Sanchez is now the number one. What an odd turn of events that's been. Kepa has gone to Real Madrid and given the number of goalkeeper moves it seems really odd that Chelsea have ended up with Sanchez given the loads of options that they could have um, picked from just a few weeks ago. Obviously Mendy left earlier in the window and now I don't even know who their backup is. Um, I did grab Kepo in one of my draft leagues, so I'll have to find a replacement there in the waivers, as I'm sure many of you will. And then at West Ham, as we predicted, Ariola got the nod for game week one, and I don't see any reason why that would change soon. Fabianski came out with some comments in the press this week, voicing his frustration at the situation. Um, and so I wouldn't blame him if he did actually go and uh, start to try and play football elsewhere. It's been a bit of an odd situation with the two of them there anyway. I think um, it's been a long-running secret that they're sort of both too good um, to be number twos, maybe not nailed enough to be number ones, but Ariola's got it for now. And um, yeah, I would definitely put all my chips on Ariola if I had to pick one. So, so general goalkeeping drops, Kepa's an obvious one. Uh, Lloris for Spurs, he's got quite a, high, um, quite a high roster percentage at the moment, so he went on a lot of draft days. He needs to go, he's going to be leaving. Um, Gator at Palace needs to go. He's not going to get anywhere near the number one spot again by the sounds of it. Um, Fabianski, as I said, I would definitely look to drop. And also Murich at Burnley. As I say, Trafford went straight in there. I know there was a little bit of doubt there, but I can't see that changing now. So I would also drop Murich if I had him. So let's talk about some defenders. Now, I'm going to start with uh, Arsenal and Zinchenko. I think he's probably the main beneficiary of Timber's injury. Probably could have struggled to get back into that 11 without that injury. I think I need to see Arsenal for a couple more weeks before I have a clear idea of how they're actually juggling their defence and their sitting midfielders. I can see them going to a more standard four against Palace on Monday night with White back over at right back. Gabriel returning to partner Saliba. But I'm not totally confident because I don't know how committed they are to fitting party in as uh, a false right back. 
which could obviously see Gabriel miss out again if White carries on at centre-back. Zinchenko was pretty well drafted though, so he's not available in that many leagues, but definitely a hold if you've got him. Now, one of the best fixture swings of the season is about to start for Chelsea. Their next seven fixtures are West Ham, Luton, Forest, Bournemouth, Villa, Fulham and Burnley. Couple of defenders to highlight. Now, 14th overall in our expected points for defenders this coming week is Levi Colwell. He's also 10th overall if you look at the next three games in total. Uh, I think he's definitely one of the starters alongside Silva. Whether or not they play a back four or a back five. Now, the other player um, I'm going to mention here as well is Dizazi, the new uh, new centre back they signed. I still think he's not in the first eleven with a back four. Uh, particularly given the arrival of Caicedo and and now Lavia. I wonder if this will get them more to a 4-3-3. Um, say in which case I'd probably expect Colwell and Thiago Silva to be the two. But given the fixture run and the uncertainty, I'd probably grab him as a punt this week. Because, um, you know, if he gets a run of games and if they stick to a back three, he could be a very nice earner for you. And then the next uh, defender is Cash for Villa. Now, it was a poor game against Newcastle, but Villa came up against a very good side, and I'm not going to judge them based on that. Home to Everton this week is the perfect game to bounce back. Cash and Dean started um, that game against Newcastle, which surprised me a bit, but I would probably expect them to do the same uh, again against a side that will defend very deep. Everton and Burnley in the next two, so a good pair of fixtures for Villa to show what they're about. In midfield, there's one standout name and it's uh, more on a technicality really because he's just been re-added to the game and that's James Ward-Prowse. Very easy one, quality player, say zero ownership aside from those who've drafted in the last couple of days. Over the last three seasons, he's averaging nine goals and five assists each season and has near enough side every single game. He'll go straight on to set pieces for West Ham, including penalties uh, and will likely be an upgrade on your fifth, maybe even your fourth midfielder from draft day. Now in attack, uh, Cunha for Wolves is the only vaguely attractive striker with some availability around the leagues, which isn't surprising given the scramble for talent on draft day up front. I thought he looked all right in a very impressive performance from Wolves against United. I think they're probably that was probably the most surprising outfit from the weekend, though we'll have to see how they can carry on and whether they can actually find the back of the net, which has been a slightly longer term problem for them, um, which is not what you want to hear when talking about one of their forwards. So I'm not really convinced about Cunha as a finisher, um, but I'd say needs must. If you need to pick up a striker, if you've ended up without an obvious starter, then obviously uh, better than nothing. Bit too early to to scout hidden gems. The main one that I've got my eye on this week is uh, Elanga, who's obviously moved from United to Forest. Uh, I thought he really helped change the game um, with Aouni when they came on late against Arsenal. It was much better than Brennan Johnson, um, who I think could lose his place this week. And in fact, in my predicted lineups, I don't have Johnson down to start. Next to no ownership for Alanga, and with a game against Sheffield United at home, a great one to have an exciting Forest attacker. Now, the most hidden gem picks so as a player owned in less than 10% of 16 team leagues. Uh, there were a few options I was looking at. Um, I was looking at Basuma for Spurs, Van Heck for Brighton, but I'm going to go for quite a boring pick. Uh, and that's Willy Bolly for Nottingham Forest. As I said just a minute ago, at home to Sheffield United. Our algorithm has a projected uh, points tally of 3.7 for uh, Bolly this weekend, which puts him 13th overall and a good, sensible, high value potential waiver pickup to keep your season ticking along 
uh, and build on the good start, which I'm sure you had last week. Now, uh, a call to action at the end of this episode, ready for next week's. What I would like is for you to um, to send me some trades that have happened in your league. So I don't want to know about um, about trades that you're proposing, trades you're negotiating. I want some trades that have gone through, confirmed, done deal, so that I can pick a few interesting ones and chat through them on the next episode. It's something I'm going to try and incorporate a bit more throughout the year because uh, I know how interested everyone is in trades, even more so when it's not your own because you can sit back and pick through the bones of it. And I think keeping an eye on who's being traded in and out is quite a good way to uh, keep your finger on the pulse of uh, opinion uh, around the players in the league. So yeah, any trades that have gone down, send me a screenshot, send them as a DM, probably the easiest way on Twitter, send them to at draft underscore FC. Um, and I'll pick a few to discuss uh, next weekend. And if I choose yours, I'll obviously give you a shout out. So that is it for this episode. Now we've got Friday night football again this weekend. In fact, we've got a few weeks in a row where we have Friday night football, which means the waiver deadline will be on Thursday evening again at 6.15. So don't get caught out by that if you're a last minute uh, tinkerer, because normally it's 6.30 with uh, with an 8 o'clock kickoff, but the kickoff's at uh, 7.45. So the wave deadline is said very slightly at a quarter of an hour earlier at 6.15 UK time. Now, if you're a fan of these podcasts, then please follow on whichever platform you're listening on so you don't miss out on any future episodes as they drop. If you've got a minute as well, we'd really appreciate it if you could leave a review as well. It just helps other people find us uh, who also might be interested. As I said a minute ago, give us a follow on Twitter at draft underscore FC. Uh, we can also keep up to date with everything that's going on with us over there. And as I said, it's the easiest way to message us. And for those that haven't yet signed up at draftfc.co.uk, now is the perfect time to check out all of our in-season features. Some of these we're still tinkering on as we speak, but uh, if you do log in now, you'll find that there are a few more things now available, including the squad planner, your league analytics, um, predicted lineups has been up and running for a little while. What we're hoping for in the coming days is to get our waiver suggestion engine up and running. And also um, something I'm particularly keen on just for my own team is the optimal lineups feature, which will give you your optimal 11 based on our expected points model for that coming game week the other nice thing with that is that for those in head-to-head leagues it will show you your optimal lineup alongside your upcoming game week opponents optimal lineup what that will do is it will show you how many points we project you're going to score based on that 11 and how many points we think your opponent's going to score based on that 11 so obviously if you're a few points ahead happy days Uh, maybe you don't have to do too much but if you can see that you're behind then that's obviously your cue to do something about it and hopefully within the draft fc ecosystem whether it's the podcast whether it's the squad planner you'll be able to find a move that gets you those wins all in all though it's been great to have football back Uh, thoroughly enjoyed the games i managed to watch last weekend was sad I didn't get to watch the Spurs game but uh, from the highlights I've seen I'm taking some encouragement from uh, from that uh, looking forward to say that Spurs United fixture this week I think Forest uh, Sheffield United on Friday will be good and then obviously Man City against Newcastle on Saturday night too which uh, will be a really good test for Newcastle in what is the hardest league game of the season on paper but until then it's about our draft team so uh, say don't forget the waivers 
make sure you've got a good playing 11 make sure you're happy with your starters you don't bench too many points and until next time stay sure